Today is not a PG chapter. So if you have have some kids, you might want to rethink possibly having them listen to it. Mm -hmm. That is completely up to you as the parent. But we are going to power through this. It it might get a little awkward along the way, but this is scripture. God put it in here for a reason. It's God's word. So this is history. It happened. happened. Yep. Yep. All right. Genesis chapter 34. You're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Scott. I'm Junior, and I'll just jump right in. It says, One day Dinah, the daughter of Jacob and Leah, went to visit some of the young women who lived in the area. But when the local prince Shechem, son of Hamor, the Hivite, saw Dinah, he seized her and raped her. But then he fell in love with her, and he tried to win her affection with tender words. He said to his father, Hamor, Get me this young girl. I want to marry her. Soon Jacob heard that Shechem had defiled his daughter Dinah. But since his sons were out in the fields herding his livestock, he said nothing until they returned. Hamor, Shechem's father, came to discuss the matter with Jacob. Meanwhile, Jacob's sons had come in from the field as soon as they heard what had happened. They were shocked and furious that their sister had been raped. Shechem had done a disgraceful thing against Jacob's family, something that should never have been done. Now, something that I see here already, Dad, and I don't want to read too much into mm-hmm. it so you can tell me if I am, but you see some passivity from Jacob. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised he's going to do anything about it. And And this is why the sons react, because dad's just going to be passive and not actually do this, and so we're just going to take it into our own hands. When when you are passive, when you're in a position where you're supposed to lead and you're passive, you wind up forcing the hand of others around you, and people wind up oftentimes making some major errors because you didn't do the right thing in the first place. Now, that doesn't mean they're not responsible for their behavior, but you've got to take responsibility yeah. for creating an atmosphere that made it difficult for everybody else to do the right, right thing. And so the family dynamics, what we're going to read here, are just going to go crazy for for a second. And I would venture to say that when it comes to unhealthy family dynamics or just drama, a lot of it can just be trailed down to some sort of passivity. Maybe mm-hmm. not even a lot of it, maybe all of it. Yeah, even in a workplace. Yeah. Oftentimes the chaotic atmospheres, the the atmospheres, the culture where people don't want to be there and there's drama, it goes back to a boss who's not actively making sure that the culture is what it should be. Yes. So, so far we've seen Jacob be passive. This is Hamor, so this is the father of the rapist, tried to speak with Jacob and his sons. My son Shechem is truly in love with your daughter, he said. Please let him marry her. In fact, let's arrange other marriages too. You give us your daughters for our sons and we will give you our daughters for your sons. Yeah, that would have been enticing a little bit because this is a ruler. Yeah. So this would have led to protection and more wealth. But God was concerned about the purity of the race that was to come down through Abraham and Jacob with the coming Messiah. That's right. He says, you may live among us. The land is open to you. Settle here and trade with us and feel free to buy property in that area. Then Shechem himself spoke to Dinah's father and brothers. Please be kind to me and let me marry her, he begged. I will give you whatever you ask, no matter what. No matter what a dowry or gift you demand, I will gladly pay it. Just give me the girl as my wife. But since Shechem had defiled their sister Dinah, Jacob's sons responded deceitfully to Shechem and his father Hamor. They said to them, we could possibly allow this because because you're not circumcised. It would be a disgrace for our sister to marry a man like you. But here's a solution. If every man among you will be circumcised like we are, Then we will give you our daughters and we'll take your daughters for ourselves. We will live among you and become one people. But if you don't agree to be circumcised, we will take her and be on our way. Now, Dad, something I realized about this text last week was the deceit starts right now. They're asking a bunch of men to be circumcised. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And you know what happens right after you're circumcised, you're going to be extremely sore. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to attack once the men are sore. That was their plan. (laughs) That was their plan. (laughs) 
Verse, I'll take over in verse 18. What a, what a chapter so far, by the way, oh, right? You boy. have rape and circumcision, yep. you know, yep. it just gets worse. So parents have fun explaining all this to your children That's when right. we're done. Hamor and his son Shechem agreed to their proposal. Shechem wasted no time in acting on his request, for he wanted Jacob's daughter desperately. Shechem was a highly respected member of his family, and he went with his father, Hamor, to present this proposal to the leaders of the, at the town gate. These men are our friends, they said. Let's invite them to live here among us and trade freely. Look, the land is large enough to hold them. We can take their daughters as wives and let them marry ours. But they will consider staying here and becoming one people with us only if all of our men are circumcised, just as they are. And I can imagine them saying, what does that mean? What is circumcision? They had to explain it. <laughs> you want like, us to do what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> but if we do this, all their livestock and possessions will eventually be ours. So there is a plan there as well. Yeah. They're thinking, they're, they're not thinking that we're just going to, uh, yeah, there's going to be this agreement here. We're going to take we'll over. We'll consume them. Yes, they'll become just our part of a, they'll be our population. So come, let's agree to their terms and let them settle here among us. So all the men in the town council agreed with Hamor and, and Shechem, and every male in the town was circumcised. But three days later, when their wounds were still sore, two of Jacob's sons, Simeon and Levi, who were Dinah's full brothers, took their swords and entered the town without opposition. Then they slaughtered every male there. Without opposition. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. Including Hamor and the son Shechem. They killed them with their swords. They took Dinah from Shechem's house and returned to their camp. Meanwhile, the rest of Jacob's sons arrived, finding the men slaughtered. They plundered the town because their sister had been defiled there. They seized all the flocks and herds and donkeys, everything that they could lay their hands on, both inside the town and outside in the fields. They looted all their wealth and plundered their houses. They also took their little children and wives and led them away as captives. Afterward, Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have ruined me. You've made me stink among all the people of this land, among all the Canaanites and Perizzites. We are so few that they will join forces and crush us. I will be ruined and my entire household will be wiped out. Verse 31, but why should we let him treat our sister like a prostitute? They retorted angrily. And they said that because dad was passive, kind of where it started. Dad's passive, so they take things in their own hands. It's crazy. Pretty yeah. crazy what they do. And Junior and I aren't saying, and we're not saying that they did the right thing because no, Jacob was being passive. Of course Two wrongs never make a right. No, absolutely not. It was awful. It was horrible. But you just see the spiral of sin and more sin and more sin. And that's what, it, that's what happens. And sin leads to sin. That's yep. exactly right. Let's get over to Proverbs then. And uh, what do we got in Proverbs uh, this yep. week, Junior? Proverbs chapter 5 is the proverb for today. And... Yeah, well, how, which verse did we, uh, you know, I'm... I'm <laughs> yeah. Well, this we is, decide on this, this one is the again? chapter, where I, and, and maybe she's listening. I, you know, I know we got an email, and I wasn't, oh, yes, avoid the immoral I wasn't entirely woman. sure who, who it was, but yeah, yeah, she thought there was too much of us talking about avoiding the immoral woman. The problem is, you got <laughs> yeah. to take that up with the author. Yeah, I read that email. I was like, well, I didn't write it. No. <laughs> God did, so and, and why did he? I mean, Solomon right. was writing this to the young men of his palace. These were his his young men, his boys, and... He was telling him, listen, you get hooked up with the wrong woman and it's going to mess up your life. And, and I've seen that time and again. Now, it's true yeah. for women as well. Absolutely. It's and we talked sexist. about this. We right. talked about this a couple of weeks ago that, yeah, if, if, I mean, if he was writing to young women, then he could say that about the immoral young men. Yeah. But this is very true. And, man, it, it's something we have. If you're single, you've got to take this to heart. And if yeah. you're married... You ought to want the single ones right. to take this. This to heart. isn't just, I mean, in context, it is to men, but this is also to women. Like, I tell my, my daughters this quite a bit. I kind of feel sometimes like Solomon telling his sons, but I tell mm. my daughters, like, I've seen too many people ruin their lives because they connect with the wrong person. And 
So you girls better not marry. You better not. I want you to stay away from the guys who are going to ruin your life. Seen happen too often. And so the whole chapter is really about you know, when he, you know, he begins by in verse seven, the lips of an immoral woman are as sweet as honey. But then he goes on, and he talks about how it's going to wind up killing you. And so he, he then he, he, he concludes this then at the end of the chapter for the Lord sees clearly what a man does, everything, uh, every path that he takes. So that's the warning. Pay attention to the people that you hang out with, but especially those that are going to capture your heart because like Solomon, as he experienced it himself, falling in love, which we can, we can be attracted to and fall in love with people that will take us away from God. That's part of our sin nature. And he's saying, doing so, it will kill you. It will kill you spiritually. So be very wary of that. All right, so have a great day. Junior, got any closing words of wisdom? I don't. That was quite the crazy chapter (laughs) that we just read. And we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.